Shout your name, glorious, glorious, glorious. What a wonderful day we have today. It's just uh, what a beautiful breeze we have, a wonderful green grass, and, uh, and a lot of good people here today. So this is uh, one of a, a great song called Build My Life. It's all about being worthy. Worthy of every song you'd ever sing. Jesus, the only one could ever say, 
worthy of every breath I can ever breathe. We live for you. We live for you. Holy, there is none one like you. There is none beside you. trust in him you won't ever be shaken worthy of every song we could ever sing you see worthy of every praise we could ever bring you see he's worthy of every every breath we could ever breathe we breathe for you we live for you no one like you there is none beside you open up my eyes and wonder fill me and lead me to those around you great words right great words okay so lion and the lamb you know the lion and the lamb right now for sure right we've got the lion and we've got the lamb 
And uh, this is a, a, another great worship song we, we were, I introduced to you a, a couple weeks ago. And I think you've heard this on the radio quite a bit. And it's called The Lion and the Lamb. God is a lion, the lion of Jews. 
so nice to see you all. It's such a beautiful day today. It's in the 70s right now. It is so cool. It is so beautiful. It's so good to see all your smiling faces at church today. Welcome. Hey, uh, I just want to give you guys all an early happy Columbus Day. Tomorrow's Columbus Day. And, you know, for our family, we're Italian. Did you guys know that? Is that something you guys knew? <laughs> Columbus Day is meant to celebrate the contribution of all the Italian Americans. So we're just so happy to celebrate Columbus Day. Uh, and a lot of people don't know this, but uh, Columbus was a very religious, devout man. And he, uh, one of his goals in, uh, when he reached the New World, he really felt called by God. Um, and he wanted to evangelize to the Native Americans. And he actually uh, severely punished his men for... Uh, mistreating the, the Native Americans. He, he was really in favor of the humane treatment of Native Americans. So just remember Columbus Day and remember all the contributions of the Italian Americans uh, to our country and to the New World. Um, I forgot last week to mention communion. We, my dad had sent out the uh, guide to observe communion, the six steps to observe communion at home. Uh, so I just wanted to put in a plug for that this week. Make sure to be observing communion at home. We want to make sure that we're continuing to do whatever scripture has called us to do even during the pandemic. So please be observing communion at home. If you can, you can use any ju juice of any kind and bread of any kind. Um, and there's some links with music and how you can observe it and you just go through the steps. So I wanted to make sure I, I got that. Um, today also the elementary, my mom is going to be teaching elementary again today with Commander Lily. We're so excited. It's all of my body part two, week two. Um, and then Sully is going to be teaching, a Sully and Karen are going to be teaching a really awesome message today to the youth on uh, YouTube Live. It's about uh, be willing to wait. And it's about the three things that we need to do to inherit the promises of God. And all the examples are really geared towards the youth and young adults, so you don't want to miss that. And in general, um, you know, we're really, uh, we want our youth and young adults to be watching these um, these uh, lessons because the content is really geared towards some of the challenges and struggles that they face on an ongoing basis in school through Zoom and a lot of what they're getting with their friends even through text. So you know, please you know, you know, make sure that if you're watching as a family on Facebook or YouTube or coming on the lawn that you're also getting them to watch the, the lessons as well because it's really important to them. It's really important for them to be getting these lessons and Service is an hour, and the YouTube videos are only 20 minutes, so it's the same time commitment as if you were just coming to church on a regular Sunday. So thanks. Uh, then also, we wanted to announce, you know, we're distributing election materials. We're trying to give you information about the election because it's a big deal right now. But we also wanted to just mention it's really important that we be civil, all right? Not all of us are going to agree. Not all of us are going to think the same way necessarily. And we just want to make sure we're not pressuring other people to 
ask them, you know, who they're going to vote for if they don't want to share it or be upset with them if they're not voting the way that you want them to vote. We just really want to be civil. And I have an example. I was talking to my grandmother this past week, uh, and she was telling me that she was going to vote for a particular candidate for mayor in her city. And I was like, and the reason, she said, was because she had heard a lot of bad stuff about this particular candidate. And I was like, well, Grandma, I don't know. You know, maybe you should fact check that. Like, make sure that the information you're getting, it's not coming from a biased source. And she said, okay, that's a, that's a good point. I'll look into that. So I just wanted to show you, you can discuss the election, even if you disagree on a particular candidate, and still have a productive dialogue and, uh, and be civil and respectful. And like Sully mentioned last week, we want to be loving. The world around us is, is calling each other names and getting upset and just really treating each other poorly. And we want to be different. We want, as a body of Christ, we want to be different. We want to treat each other with respect and love and have a productive uh, civil discourse on our views uh, regarding the election. So I just wanted to make that clear for everybody. Um, then also we do have resources uh, available so that you can look at the different candidates um, you know, from a biblical worldview. We have some handouts here at the table with the party positions and with the, um, with the presidential candidate positions. And Bill, if you can put up uh, decisionmagazine.com, that's where it comes from, from the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Their article, if you, if you scroll up to the menu at the top, if you just click current issue, you can get all the articles and all the information as well online. Then also uh, state and local uh, races are really important. School board, can I just tell you how important the school board races are? They are so important. You know, I was looking up, trying to figure out the school board candidates and who would support or oppose the new sex education law and implementing it in our local unified school district in Bonita and San Dimas. And I looked up at the candidate statement, and he just one of them just had his phone number. So I just called him, and I talked to him for a half hour about you know, the new sex education law. And, and so that's what we need to be doing. Christians, we need to be finding out. I know it's difficult. I know we're busy. But we really need to be going to uh, forums, watching them online, calling them, trying to contact them, figuring out a way where we can meet these school board candidates. Because honestly, they're the ones who are controlling the future of our children and our youth. And so we need to be getting involved in these school board elections. Um, there's also uh, Measure J is really important here in LA County and the Los Angeles County District Attorney's race. We can't endorse candidates, but I, I can tell you it's very important that you research those races and the candidates and the measure uh, because it will have an enormous impact on public safety. Um, so also to help you, there are um, electionforum.com. Bill, if you can put that up on the broadcast for everyone at home. If you go there, you have to click um, uh, uh, if, if you click the menu and then click election voter guide, and then California and LA County. There's a lot of um, uh, there's information regarding your state and local races. So please um, look at that uh, before you get a chance to vote. Um, then also for the ballot propositions, uh, Bill, if you can put this up, Save California. Um, if you just click on the banner, there's a section pro-family election center. It'll give you some information about the ballot propositions as well. There's a lot of important ballot propositions. So we just want to be thinking from a biblical worldview, and we want to be treating each other with respect and love and understanding that not all of us will view these issues the same way. Um, and then so lastly, I just wanted to let you know a lot of people um, with the presidential election we had talked about 
there's a lot of issues in terms of, of the unborn, uh, the family, religious liberty, and uh, the federal courts. This week, we're going to have the confirmation hearings of Amy Coney Barrett. And I just wanted to share with you all, if confirmed, Amy Coney Barrett will be the first spirit-filled believer ever to sit on the high court, on the U.S. Supreme Court, the very first spirit-filled believer to sit on the high court. So just be watching that and be thinking about that as you see all the coverage this week about the confirmation hearings. Lastly, tithing. You can give your tithe in the red box over there. Um, you can go online. Bill's going to put it up. It's newheartforyou.com uh, slash give dash online. You can give online or you can mail a check to 380 East Covina Boulevard, Covina, California, 91722. And now we have a really special announcement because my friend Kim Critchfield is going to be coming up um, to announce Operation Christmas Child through Samaritan's Purse uh, and, and Franklin Graham. Uh, we're just so excited because... Uh, it's so important more now than ever, now more than ever with the pandemic to be uh, helping these kids overseas, be spreading the gospel. Uh, they still need items. They still, you know, don't have things, and they're probably more impacted than anyone else here in our country because they have so little. Uh, I just want to let you know there are free over here by the parking lot on a table. There's free plastic boxes that are stuffed with literature. They're COVID-friendly, uh, so that way you don't have to... Um, spread germs, and we kept our hands clean and washed when we stuffed them for you. Uh, and so, yeah, that's great. And here's Kim. Before I start my timer and be respectful of your time. <laughs> okay, I guess they can't see that. So I would just like to say good morning to all of you at New Heart. I want to thank you so much for inviting me and allowing me to come share the message uh, and the mission of Operation Christmas Child, which is to provide God's love in a tangible way to children in need around the world, together with the local church worldwide to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And so I know your church is a, uh, not new to Operation Christmas Child. Many of you have packed shoe boxes, and I want to thank you so much for that. And so uh, Pastor here asked me to, you know, yeah, talk about doing the gift, but give us more information about what happens with that. So um, I want to share the process here. You guys know you get a shoebox, and as um, Charles mentioned, we have provided to you guys plastic shoeboxes this year. Um, there's been a lot of impact, obviously, on our whole world, and so there was an influx of supply of these boxes, and we reached out to participating partners and asked if they would like free of these plastic shoe boxes. So uh, Charles jumped down to our Fullerton uh, uh, Ministry Center and got some of those for you. And when he says they are stuffed, what they have in them is a label that you can scan from your phone and uh, pay the $9 donation for the shipping charges. And then it will send you an email telling you what country that box went to when it gets processed. The other thing that's already in the box so you don't have to touch anything is this brochure that uh, we've handed out for years. It tells you ideas of what you can put on the box. And if you don't want to do the follow your box, if you're not technically savvy in the QR code and all that, you can uh, just mark the boy or girl and the age range for your box and tape it on your box. Um, we're going to fill it, as you know, with simple school supplies. Don't overthink it. Uh, these kids have nothing, uh, so something fuzzy for them to sleep with. 
School supplies is a big deal. And you know what? This year, I'm going to suggest a mask. We all know that this uh, pandemic is global. And in our country, we do have um, hygiene. Uh, but a lot of countries that these boxes go to do not. So that mask could go a long way in the, in the life of the child. Um, so we pack the shoe boxes. We collect them at the churches. They get uh, processed down uh, at eight processing centers around the, uh, the United States. And I would like to share that the processing center, we have a ministry center in Fullerton. It is now a full-time location. Uh, which is great because if we ever have an earthquake, the disaster relief all leaves out of there, things like that. Um, there is a, um, uh, oh, what's it called? I can't think of the name of it. I'll skip that. Um, but they're hiring right now. If any of you are looking for jobs, it is a full-time job uh, for six weeks. So it's full-time hours, but it's for a limited time. They need everything from just servants to forklift drivers, managers, etc. So if you'd like to go to SamaritansPurse.org, um, look at what we do in Operation Christmas Child, you can follow. There'll be things there about applying for positions if anybody here is in need of work. Um, and of course, we always need volunteers to process the shoe boxes. This year, it'll be done a little differently with gloves and masks and distancing. So um, uh, that is exciting. So I wanted to share that after it leaves here and it goes across the ocean, all those steps that we did on this side is now done in the destination country. And so it is really is the local church, you all, on the other side. They have leaders that it distribute the shoeboxes down to the local church giving these shoeboxes out. Um, and the end result is evangelism, discipleship, and multiplication. We want to multiply the impact of what these shoeboxes do. Not just one child, but one child shares with their friend and their whole family, and we multiply the gospel message. So um, the $9 donation that is suggested with each box pays for not only the shipping and the processing, but the training materials for all the teachers on the other end that are ministering to all these children. Um, I saw a recent video about this training program, and we're not just looking for people to pass on information, but we're looking for people who transform the heart of the child. And that's really important. It also is the, the greatest gift. It's a pamphlet. Every shoebox, the child will listen to a message taught at their level about the greatest gift, which we all know was Christ on the cross for uh, our sins. And um, that booklet, those kids take home and share with their family and their neighbors. Um, they are also invited to come back for another program that's kind of a tag on to, to um, the Operation Christmas Child. It's called The Greatest Journey. And The Greatest Journey is actually the mission here. The Greatest Journey is a 12-week discipleship program where kids are given um, a, a, a book. I mean, it's easily this big of this coloring book. Uh, and this book is, uh, they go through 12 lessons. It's 12 weeks which in many of these countries, they don't have formal education. This, they're going to learn to read in this class too. So um, it pays for, um, the $9 pays for the greatest gift. The greatest journey is another step beyond that, and there are donors that give to that. Um, Pastor Chuck asked me to share some more statistics. So I wanted to share that there are 1.9 billion children 
under 15 years of age in the globe today. That's 25% of the population. And even as Charles is talking about the school board and who's going to be teaching our children and growing up the next generation, if we could reach 25% of the globe with the gospel message, would that not be amazing? So in 2019, I wanted to share, there were 84,266 outreach events. I know you guys do a big fall festival here, and a lot of work goes into it to reach out to the community and bring people in to share the love of God. Well, these shoeboxes do that. That is the outreach event. So there were 84,000 of those events in 2019 in 112 different countries. Um, it is estimated based on the uh, 9 million shoeboxes that were processed just last year that every 24 hours, 29,000 children hear the gospel message at one of those outreach events. That's every 24 hours, 29,000 kids will hear the gospel. For every 100 shoebox gifts, 21 children make decisions for Christ through the greatest journey. And every 14 seconds, a child becomes a follower of Jesus Christ through the greatest journey. And the greatest journey is only impacted because of your shoeboxes. Amen, sister. Amen. Every 14 seconds. There's another one. Right? Another child commits their heart to Jesus Christ. Um, so I just want to thank you all for being uh, consistent partners. Um, there are a lot of people that are in fear right now all around the world. And I would urge you to, you know, our God is not a God of fear. That this is something that can help you feel more normal. If you filled a shoebox in the past, this is something that can help you feel normal. As Charles said, we put these items already in the shoebox. We sanitized our hands before we did it. Everything is clean. And not only that, if you're not here today and you're watching online, you can come on Tuesday or Thursday. I don't know, what did I touch something? Tuesday or Thursday. And see, Satan's at work all the time. You can come Tuesday or Thursday between 10 and 2 uh, and pick up a shoebox here at the church. And so I just want to encourage you to uh, think of the children in need that need the gospel that will change our world as well. And I want to thank you so much for your time today. All right. Well, we had a little, uh, little something there with the board. All right, so this is a, a really great song called Good, Good Father, Where You Are. Um, he's perfect in all of your ways. He's perfect in all of your ways for us. Please send you now. 
good father it's who you are it's who you are it's who you are and i'm loved by you it's who i am it's who i am it's who i am and i've seen many searching for answers far and wide but i know we're all searching for answers that only you can provide and know just what you're needed before he says a word he's a good good father it's who you are it's who you are it's who you are and i'm loved by you it's who i am it's who i am it's who i am because you are perfect in all of your ways you are perfect in all of your ways you are perfect in all of your ways to us you are perfect in all of your ways you are perfect in all of your ways you are perfect in all of your ways to us because you're good good father it's who you are it's who you are it's who you are and i'm loved by you it's who i am it's who i am it's who i am you're a good good father it's who you are it's who you are it's who you are and i'm loved by you it's who i am it's who i am it's who i am Cause you're perfect in all of your ways. Come on up. You're perfect in all of your ways. You're perfect in all of your ways to us. To us. Praise the Lord, church. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. He's a good, good father to us. He's the best father. He's better than any father that you've ever known. He loves us so much, and he gave his son, his only begotten son, for us. Isn't that wonderful? I, I sense the spirit of the Lord here on this lawn, and hopefully you'll feel it at home as well. God is good, and he said he would give us his spirit so that we would know a little bit about heaven, a taste of heaven, a taste of experiencing what it's going to be like when we get to heaven. Glory, hallelujah. 
Amen. It's going to be a good day when you hit those pearly gates. And God says, welcome home, son. Welcome home, daughter. Good to have you with us. Amen. He's going to welcome us individually, personally, love us, hug us. He, he, he knows us individually. Isn't that good news? Amen. We're not in a crowd, but he knows us personally. Glory to God. I was so thankful for Kim to give the details of how we can reach out to children that are not in this country, but all over the world. The Bible says we're supposed to go into all the world. Is that not right? But when I go on vacation, I'm not, I'm not witnessing. That was before I got saved. But I just go to see the Leaning Tower of Pisa and the Roman cathedrals and things like that. But here, we can send a box out with trained people to minister to kids. And the figure that I saw, Kim, was in, since 2009, 23 million kids went to training, the Bible training, for 12 weeks. That's an amazing figure, isn't it? So when you get to heaven and God said, what did you do? I, I, I contributed to the Christmas operation, child, my Lord. And, and he said, well done, now good and a faithful servant. Enter into the house of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to talk today about don't throw away your confidence. Have you ever heard that scripture before? I've asked some people, they said, I never saw that in the Bible before. Well, let's pray as we get ready to hear the word of God. Father, I thank you that as we come together here and abroad, we thank you, Lord, that you're hearing our prayers, that you're with us, and that, Father, you'd fill my heart with your words, and that I would speak the words that will minister to your people, and I give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for it in Jesus' name, and all agreed said, amen. amen. Well, the scripture I was talking about is in Hebrews 10.35. It says, cast not away Therefore, your confidence, which has a great recompense of reward. Cast not, don't fling it aside. Don't throw it away. Don't toss it, your confidence and your faith in Christ. Even though it doesn't look like things are happening, you have to stay steady and believe that God will make things come to pass. Amen. In Luke 18, 1, it said, men ought always to pray, not lose heart, faint, and give up. Have you ever done that? You've been praying for so long, believing for so long, and then finally you say, ah, this is not working. But how many of you know when you take medicine, it doesn't work the first day sometimes. Sometimes it takes a couple days, a week, a month, sometimes a year. And they say, just keep taking, you know, you call the, they make these big claims, oh, you know, you're going to lose weight in such and such a time, or this is going to happen, you know, your, your knees are going to be fine. And then you call back 30 days later and you say, well, it's not working. What do they tell you? Keep taking it. <laughs> okay, okay, you got to believe. See, but we ha what we have to believe is the moment you began to take it is the moment it starts to begin to work in your life. So too with the word of God, when you begin to speak it and believe it, it takes hold and it starts to do the things that uh, it's called to do. So don't give up, don't lose hope. Now you might be confronted with situations that are too much for you. Have uh, you ever get come into that situation? But don't fall into the trap of thinking that you're the only one that goes through these seasons of hardships. We will face or have faced something that tries us to hinder us for believing God and trusting in his promises. Sometimes these uh, uh, things come in different uh, ways. They can come through family issues. You can have a son or a daughter that just drive you crazy. Amen. You can have a, a husband or a wife. You wonder, like, what are they thinking? They can come through emotional turmoil, your own inner self. 
You can't handle it. Why am I feeling this way? How long can I be cooped up in the house? They can come through financial or health problems. Sometimes you just have to keep believing God. You know, we've had some great testimonies of people that have come in on Thursday for healing. And just last week, oh, uh, yeah, William Tam came over. His, his knee, his, uh, he had a sciatica problem. And we need William. We need William to help us around here. So I said, come, come, come. And God ministered to him, helped him, and he's just able to do great things. So you have to believe that God is going to do great things for you. And no, don't give up. Because the next verse says, after you have, uh, you have need of patience or endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Amen? Now, Bindi called me the other day, and, and she said, you know, I got a testimony. My son, he's in Montana playing hockey in a, in a hockey league. Uh, it's kind of like minor league hockey. And so he went there thinking he was going to be the number one goalie. Well, of course, man, who wants to go to Mon Montana and not be the number one goalie? He was number three because there were some Canadians that, that showed up. And, you know, Canadians were born on the ice, so they have, you know, a little more flexibility and everything. But Bindi's son, Chris, said, you know, Mom, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to believe God that he's watching me, and I'm going to believe that I'm going to enter in and be the number one goalie despite what the coaches said. And so he just put his his nose to the grindstone, and got up early. He also met a, a Christian friend that they taught. He said, all, they ta all he talks about is the Bible and God and everything. I go, well, that's a good person to be with. So they, when they go on bike rides, they talk about the Lord. They talk about the word when they rise up, when they sit down, when they go to bed. Amen? So this last uh, day, yesterday, she calls me and says, guess what? The coach came over and told him, you're my number one goalie. Take your stuff. Put it in the locker room as the number one goalie, and you are my guy for the rest of the year. So, and, and so I said, well, that is the scripture, Hebrews 10, 35, and 36. Do not cast away your confidence, which has a great recompense of reward, for you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you will receive the promise. So he didn't know that scripture. She, she sent it to him. He goes, I can't believe that. That's exactly what I did. I didn't know it was in the Bible. Ha! <laughs> Well, sometimes you just have to do what you know to do on the inside of you. And I looked up that word recompense. Anybody know what recompense means? Pastor Charlie, recompense? I didn't know either. <laughs> I had to look it up. It means pays wages. Isn't that interesting? What do you mean pays wages? Well, the Bible says that if you uh, seek God, he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. He that same word means pays wages. He'll pay you for spending time being with him, counting on him, believing in him. He'll pay you for that. Isn't that good news? It's kind of like when you go to work, Ray. You, at the end of the week or end of the month, you expect to get paid, don't you? Yeah. And if you don't, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. <laughs> he said quit. No, you can't quit. You, you go into the boss's office and say, hey, boss, did you forget about me? Now, the God will never forget about you. Did you know that? He always remembered his covenant. He remembered his covenant to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob. And just the other day, we were cleaning up. My wife and I were cleaning up the rooms upstairs, and we came across a garland that we had that uh, Marietta had asked me last year when we were getting new garlands, hey, Pastor Chuck, if you're not using that garland, I would surely love to have it at my house. 
And I said, well, let me check with the, the, the powers that be. And, and let me get back to you. So, <laughs> so as we were cleaning up, I saw the garland and said, you know what? Marietta was looking for that for last year. I'm going to call her up and tell her that it's okay. So I called her up and she said, I forgot all about that. I forgot. I would surely love to have it. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Now, here's my point. If I can remember a year ago, certainly God can remember you and your wish and your desires and the promises that he's made to you. Is that not right? Amen. Don't lose your confidence. Cast not away your confidence, which has a great recompense of reward. Amen. So, but we're so used to having things instantaneous, aren't we? We want it right now. Man, you know what? You get a cell phone and you want to have it move and go quickly. A computer, you got to have it move quickly. I, I don't know, a lot of you youth, you probably don't know what a rotary phone is. A rotary phone, have you ever heard of that? Never seen one? Sully said, I never seen one. What it is, it's got a, a circle on it with numbers, and you hit, you, you put your finger on the number, and you roll it around to the top, and then it goes ding, 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 all the way, nine, okay, eight, I mean, you guys would go crazy, wouldn't you? Because you're used to punching, talking, you know. Even with that, it's frustrating. Of course, they have speed dial. But, uh, but see, the kingdom of God doesn't operate that way. It operates in uh, seed time and harvest. You plant the seed, you believe God, and you wait for the harvest to come. Amen? So there's no two ways about it. To live a victorious life, you have to speak God's word and believe that it will come to pass. But sometimes there's a waiting period. David told his son, Solomon, seek the Lord while he may be found. Amen. We have to seek the Lord. We have to get into his presence. You say, well, Pastor Chuck, isn't the Lord in us? Yeah, he is. But you have to reach him by in the spirit. You have to get yourself positioned in your heart to receive what God has promised. Receive his presence. Amen. The Bible says in Psalms 121, it says, I lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. Beautiful, beautiful scripture, isn't it? But there's no help in the hills. <laughs> but the, what, ha what, he, what the psalmist is saying is when you look to the hills, that's where you go to uh, seek God, to be in position to receive from him. Jesus went to the hills to pray. He went to the Mount of Olives. In fact, when Judas went to betray him, he took the Roman soldiers to the Mount of Olives because that's where he's been praying all this time, to be alone and to have solitude. Where is your Mount Olives? Where is your place where you go to hide? Sometimes my wife, I can't find her anywhere in the house. Where did she go? Where is she praying? I, I go to one room. No, she's not there. I go to another room. She's in the garage. Amen? In the car praying. Oh, I said, Lord, help me. Oh, Lord. I go, who are you talking about? <laughs> You're not talking about me, are you? No. Okay, good. <laughs> so where do you go when you want to find, find shelter? So he says this. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Do you realize the God that you call Father made the heavens and the earth, made everything that's here? Surely he can help us. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Amen? I called somebody the other day to come and help us with something, and he said, I'll 
Sorry, Pastor Chuck, I was sleeping. It's the middle of the day. What are you talking about? You're sleeping. I needed you. The Lord never sleeps nor slumbers. The Lord watches over you. The Lord will keep you from all harm. It's better to trust in the Lord than to trust in princesses. Amen? So this is no time to quit. This is time to mount up with wings as eagles, to run and not be weary, to walk and not faint. Amen? Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. Now, there's always a new challenge that you have to face. Is that not true? I mean, it's like running hurdles. I used to run hurdles. And you get over one hurdle, and you run about eight steps, and there's another hurdle. And that's kind of the way it is in life. You get over one thing. I, I was laying in the house. I'm saying, oh, this is so good. Everything is working out good. And my wife says, uh, there's some rats uh, upstairs. I'm going, oh, no. Them dirty rats. <laughs> what I did, we had it exterminated about a couple years ago. But what I didn't realize is they always come back. They have a scent and they can smell and they get in there and they burrow in. And so there's, you know, another charge. But that's okay. It's a new challenge. God will help us to overcome. Now, the devil, he, he walks around like, a, like a, 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 ro a roaring lion. Did you know that? But in this changing world, we have an unchanging God who has been, been performing miracles before the beginning of time. And he was the same God who said, let there be light, who's still speaking over us and is still the God that is strong enough to help us in our present situations. Can I get an amen? So I want to encourage you to cast your burdens, cast your cares, cast your concerns upon him, for he cares for you. So we don't have to fear. We have faith to believe that he's able to overcome every situation. But now, here's the problem. You ready for the problem? The devil, he's a tricky guy. He comes and he tries to infiltrate our minds. He tries to speak to us and, and, and give us bad thoughts. Peter wrote it this way in 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh around seeking whom he may devour. I feel, I feel a presence. I feel something hanging over me. Kinda, it's a, yeah, it's a dark spirit. Amen. I'm, I, I don't know. Rebuke it, right? So the funny thing is, the, 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 the Bible says that the devil walks around. He doesn't even have a car. <laughs> he, he's got to walk around like a roaring lion. And I, I did some studies about a roaring lion. And a lion kind of gets into the grass and looks around and peeks his head up and then gets back down because he's ready to, get to pounce on you, right? So, so he's a devil, he's watching you every inch of your life and trying to find out when you're going to be weak, when something's going to go wrong, and then he'll pounce on you. The Bible says he's like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. I like that word may, because may is maybe yes or maybe no. Remember that game we used to play, Mother May I? You older folks know that one. Mother, may I? Mother, may I take two steps? No, you may not. So the devil says, may I take part of your life? No, you may not. Amen? Mother, may I is mother, no, you may not. Now, how do we protect our minds? You might ask. 
Do you ask? Okay. It's in Ephesians 6, 10 through 9. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, whereby you may be able to, be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Amen? Take up the whole armor of God, he says, that you may be able to withstand, and having done all, to stand. So it says to put on the whole armor of God. What are those? Now, you children's church teachers, you know what, what those are. Some of them are the, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit. Right? Let me demonstrate this to you. You got the helmet of salvation. Is that good? Got a little help from my friends. Okay, thank you. <laughs> this is for, to protect your mind from people that have talked bad about you. Get the helmet of salvation, right? Then you got the shield of faith, right? To quench every fiery dart of the wicked one. Then you got the what? The sword of the spirit. I'm prepared. I'm ready for the devil. Amen. If he would come, I'm ready for him. But you know, the devil comes, you know, when you think everything is going good. Everything is going fine. And the devil sneaks around and he'll attack you with fiery darts. You know, he'll come up against you and say things against you. And, 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 and hey, what you, hey, what's happening here? What are you doing? Man of God. If you were truly a man of God, you wouldn't be in this mess. I, well, I'm working things out here. Give me a break. Sometimes it takes some time to work things, some things out. I don't like those fiery darts that come up. What? What? Man, are you crazy? I thought you were my friend. We were until now. But now I don't, I don't even want to hang out with you. You don't want to hang out with me, huh? Well, I'll tell you, devil, you get out of here right now. Get behind me, Satan, right, uh, Cecilia? Get behind me. And I, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And nothing I, everything I do will prosper. So you just get out of here in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen? Amen. If you see this guy in the parking lot, you get him, okay? Well, I did that so you guys would have a visual. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, I gotta take the helmet off. <laughs> Save it for next time. <laughs> well, like Charles, so we can't quit. Amen? Do you have people come up to you and tell you stuff? I know when I was battling an illness, uh, one of my relatives came come up to me and said, Oh, you poor boy. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, will you stop that? I'm not gonna die. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna overcome this. What are you talking bad about about me? About about my God, amen? You gotta believe, and you can't quit. Now, tomorrow, as Charles was saying, is what day? Columbus. Christopher Columbus Day. Now, what if he would have quit in the middle of the ocean? How would that have looked? We wouldn't even have Cl uh, Christopher Columbus Day. But, you know, the people on the ship, they weren't the jolliest of guys. They were on a ship, it was a 70-foot ship. There was 40 guys. And Pastor Charlie, you've been on ships before. They're not the, the, the pleasantest, pleasant of pleasantest of guys. Uh, Forty guys on a ship uh, with uh, 
only 70 feet. I mean, you can't even sleep. You know, you'd sleep and people would be walking over you. And it was just terrible. And, and the food, you know, it wasn't like going down to the banquet hall and get something to eat. My wife and I, we went on a cruise one time. The church gave us a cruise. And we, w- we went on it, but we were miserable the whole time. I mean, l- dinner was the best part of the whole thing, but we were rocking and rolling. And we were the first ones to get off the ship. When they docked, we, we walked and go, we're the first ones off. Well, I didn't know it was, it was carnival. I didn't know that they had a lot of drinking going on. In fact, they said that they had the record for the most uh, alcohol consumed on a ship ever. But, yeah, it was not good. But, but Christopher Columbus was a devout man, and he wrote in his memoirs, the Holy Spirit encouraged me with the radiance of marvelous illumination from his sacred scriptures, urging me to press forward. He felt that he was directed by God to bring the gospel to, the, to uh, America. And he said, the Holy Spirit opened my will to desire to accomplish that project. The Holy Spirit has to give you the confidence to keep going and knowing that what, you've been, what you, he set you to do, you will ab- be able to perform it. Amen? He said, the Lord purposed that there should be something miraculous in this matter of the voyage to the Indies. Columbus believed that he was supposed to carry the gospel. So he didn't quit on his journey. Don't you quit on your journey. Whatever you have put before you, believe that God is going to take you through. And sometimes it takes time. I know I'm looking at uh, Richard and Sally, and they are setting up uh, some houses in um, someplace. (laughs) And, And they're on a journey. And they're fixing it up, and they're... Making, they're going to buy, they bought one house, they're looking to buy, buy another house. And so God has given, putting that in their heart to do it. So they continue to believe God and, and, and God watches over them. Amen. Now, I'm going to finish up with three points on how you can have confidence with God. Are you ready for this? You taking notes? I know Bindi is. Okay. First off, God is approachable. Amen. He said, come boldly into the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. He says, come on in to the throne of grace. I'm inviting you. Please come in and don't be shy. Be confident. Be bold. And you can come in. You know, we used to, when we were younger, when people came to our house, we were so excited. We would run to the door. We would slide on the, on the uh, whatever that is, the tile. And we'd be so excited to see who is it, who's come to visit us. And nowadays, if somebody rings the doorbell, we look at each other like, who, 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 who's coming? Hide, get back, get back. We're afraid. But we, God says, come, uh, he is approachable. Now, Marianne used to be a flight attendant on an airline. And so some celebrities used to come on. And they weren't very approachable. In fact, if she wanted to talk to them, she couldn't talk to them directly. She had to go through an attendant, someone that was watching over them. And our nieces has that same situation. She's a flight attendant, and she does uh, uh, charters. And so one celebrity was there, and so she had to ask the attendant, does so-and-so want some ice in their soda? And then she looked. the person looked at him, got the relay, no. Can you imagine that? You can't even talk to them and, 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 and ask them a question. You have to go around and attend. God says, come, come straight on in. 
Come boldly into the throne of grace. There's no barrier. The God of all creation is saying, I have time for you. I want to be with you. Praise God. I like that. Okay, first one is he's approachable. Second, he's agreeable. He's agreeing with what you want to do. He's ever mindful of his covenant that he's promised to you. I like that about God. He doesn't forget. He's right there. You may say, hey, uh, Lord, I need some extra money in my bank account or I need some healing in my body. He said, I was just thinking about that. In fact, I'll be honest with you. In my accounts, my banking accounts and in church accounts, I I said, Lord, we need some we need some money to take care of some things. And it just manifests itself. How, How is that? Well, God is ever mindful of his covenant. Amen. Now, my wife says sometimes I'm not so agreeable. Can you believe that? And all the men said, amen. <laughs> well, because my dad worked for the airlines, and my wife's par- uh, family, they used to drive everywhere for their vacations. They would drive to Montana, to Utah, uh, to Yosemite, to Yellowstone. Drive. I go, drive? I never thought, drive? The only drive we did was we drove an hour to the airport, got on the plane, and whatever we w- went wherever we wanted to go. So one year, they want to go to Yellowstone. And I looked it up, and it's 17 hours over 1,000 miles in a car. And the only time you get out is to take, you know, a bathroom break, maybe have a meal, and then get back on for another six hours. Are you kidding me? So anytime she brings it up, I'm go- I just kind of make a face. <laughs> you know, I don't say anything, but I just, and she knows that face. That scrunched up face like, are we really? <laughs> are we really going to do that? But I've learned to be agreeable. Can I get an amen? Praise God. I have, I have to shield my face. It's hard to do. You know, when you've been married for 37 years, come on. They can tell what you're thinking even when you're not saying anything. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So he's approachable. He's agreeable. You don't have to twist his arm. And the third thing, he's able to do the things that he's promised. Praise God. His ways are higher than our ways. He says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. As as high as the heavens are is as much as my thoughts are higher than what your thoughts are. So I had to research this a little bit. How how high is the heavens? Let's try to understand this. You got the sun up there and you got the earth down here. Do you know how far it is just to the sun? Anybody want to know? It is, um, ready for this? 98 million miles. I don't need, 98 million miles. That's a, so it takes, it takes uh, at, at the sound of, um, or the speed of light, it takes 186,000 miles per second to get here. So for that sun, for the light to come, it takes eight minutes to hit your skin. Eight minutes. That's a long wait, isn't it? But now, astronomers say that the galaxies are 12.3 billion light years away. 3.3 billion light years away. That, that's way out there. But God says, my ways are higher than your ways. <laughs> Three 
12.3 billion light years higher than what you're thinking. So whatever problem you're facing, God said, it's nothing. It's not a problem. I've got it under control. Trust in me. Believe in me. Praise God. So you got to know there's three things. What are the three things? He is approachable. You want to talk to God? You don't have to go through a secretary. You're not on call waiting. You go directly to him. He's agreeable. He's wanting to help you in everything that you're doing. And he's able. Praise God. When you go to somebody and ask them for help and they're not able, there's nothing they can do. But God is able. Let's bow our heads and pray and know that whatever you're facing, God is there to help you. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, you are a good, good father. I thank you, Father, that you are watching over us to perform the wonderful things that you want to do in our lives. We thank you that as we pursue you and trust in you, we will see them come to pass. We will be patient and long-suffering, Lord, knowing that we have need of patience, that after we have done the will of God, we will receive your promise. So, Father, I thank you that you fill us with a spirit of faith in believing in you, trusting in you, believing that even though it doesn't look like things are going to turn our way, we know that you're working behind the scenes to make them happen. So, Father, for this, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. And all agreed said, amen. Now, for those of you that are out there on Facebook and YouTube, you may say, I don't have a relationship with the Lord like that. I can't call him my father because you haven't accepted him in your heart. Because once you do, he's, he adopts you into the family. You become one of his. So if you haven't done that, we can do that right now, and I can lead you in a prayer. So repeat after me. Say, Father God, I thank you for your son, Jesus. He died on the cross, paid the price for my sins. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins, to come in, be Lord of my life, and guide me all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be out there and you say, you know, he was my father, but I kind of strayed and went aside. But today you can say, I want to come back. I want to come back and be in full standing. So if that's you, just repeat after me. Say, Father God, I repent of my sins. I ask you to come and be relevant in my life. Let, let your presence be filled in my spirit. I receive you back again. Thank you for your forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. I just sense the spirit of the Lord here, church. I know we're not perfect. I know we make mistakes. We sin in mind and in word. But Father is ever-present to help us and forgive us. So, Father, I just thank you that you come and minister to your people with the grace that comes from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, if you need prayer for anything, you can get on our website. There's a contact uh, button that you can hit. Let us know if you've accepted the Lord or rededicated. We can be with you, help you along the way. If you need prayer for healing, you can call us as well. There's a phone number that is at the bottom of the screen there. And we want to be a help to you. We want to be 
something, someone that, that comes alongside of you so that you don't have to do these things alone, that God is with you and we're with you. Amen? So, Father, I just thank you that as we close today, that the words that I've said are from your heart and will encourage your people to be all that they can be. In Jesus' name, amen. What a great message we had today. We're going to close it up with a, a great song called Jesus Messiah. Jesus Messiah